Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Austin Green, professional heavyweight MMA fighter, currently sitting at 5-0, and has a big opportunity on April 23rd against Juan Adams, UFC vet. So big opportunity for Austin Green. Really appreciate him joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. We are now joined courtesy of the Louisville Combat Academy Roadcaster Line by the bodyguard, Austin Green. He is a pro MMA fighter with a current record of 5-0. and um, Looking really good. Really got his, his career started here in Kentucky as far as MMA goes. Austin, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing very well. The Kelly Patrick Show audience has, for the most part, followed you, you know, your MMA career since the very beginning. I was there for your first fight, of course, against Miles Mims back in 2018. Um, give us an update. What's going on with you, Austin? Where are you at? You're 5-0 and now. I don't know. This may have surprised a lot of people, but what's the state of the union for Austin Green? Uh, right now, you know, sitting at five and zero, got another fight actually scheduled in two and a half weeks, or actually two weeks now against a UFC vet, Juan Adams. He's ten and five, so this is really probably my biggest test of my career. This this fight right here really is going to show like whether or not I'm able to hang with those guys that's in the UFC right now. Okay, now. Update us. You have been at super heavyweight in the past. How many times have you made 265 now for the heavyweight division? This will be my fourth time making heavyweight. Okay. So was that against Antoine Phillips? Or, uh, yeah, Antoine Phillips. Was that the first one, maybe? Yeah, it says. It was against Antoine. Yep. yep. I missed that one. But then the next three, I did make the 265 limit. Oh, okay. Cool. So how's the weight cut going? I mean, how do you feel at 265? 
Uh, it feels good. That e- each weight cut gets easier and easier because, like, after every fight, I'll right up, right back up to three hundred. It's just like that magic sweet number. Like, as soon as the fight's over, like I balloon right back up. So it's like the, each weight cut though, it gets easier and easier. I learn more and more what to do better, and then at two six five, I feel actually really good. Like I feel faster. My cardio's getting way better. Like everything just feels good. Then now that I'm not walking around it. 300 plus 350 pounds. Okay. Um, if you were to describe your style as a, a fighter, the, the heavyweight division is so fascinating because you have a serious opportunity. You, you start out your career 5-0. and I mean, you could realistically, you know, I don't know, win this fight and then get a big shot or, or something like that. But could you tell our listeners when it comes to the heavyweight division, how would you describe yourself as a fighter? What are your strengths? And if you care to say, do you have, I mean, is there any, any specific weaknesses, things you're working on going forward without showing your hand too much, but how would you describe yourself as a fighter? Uh, honestly, I would consider myself more of a grappler, but I haven't really had a chance to use much grappling in any, like, my my first ever submission win was a triangle finish, was a triangle choke finish. So, like, I, I really consider myself more of a grappler than a striker, but most of my fights have ended by via knockout or, like, my most recent fight was pretty much a whole stand-up battle. So I really haven't had a chance to use, like, my jiu-jitsu, my grappling, like I, like I would like to in a fight yet. Who would you so, – so thus far – you have had a lot of success with your striking. You said you did get the one triangle choke victory, and, and that was your first submission victory of your MMA career. Who would you attribute your striking to? If you had to, to choose, I don't know, one, or I guess maybe two, but who taught you to kickbox like that? Uh, Really, my MMA coach, Doug, now he's been working on me with a lot of my striking. You know, he's a big striker. He, he's been helping me out with, like, my kicks, my knees, my elbows, like a lot of just fine-tuning my striking. Okay. And my interview style is to bounce all over the place. Your nickname is The Bodyguard. You have served in some capacity as, like, a security guard or a bodyguard for many celebrities. How would you describe your... Uh, work outside of the world of MMA to the listeners. What is it you do, and what are some of the highlights from your career? Yeah, uh, so I, yeah, pretty much I do security, bodyguard work. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because like there'll be like times where you'll be busy, you'll be working every day of the week for like three, four weeks on end. Then they'll go like a slow sport where you won't have like no work coming in for like a month, almost to a month and a half. So it's kind of it kind of gets you to that point where, like, dang, you may have to start thinking about a day job, and then, boom, all of a sudden you get a call, and next thing you know, you're busy for a week, and then you got to go out of town for, like, two, three weeks. So it, it that kind of – that is just kind of crazy all over the place. And then as far as, like, when I'm not fighting or training for a fight, like, I'm also doing pro wrestling. I'll do a couple, like, movie, like, extras roles, some stunt gigs every now and then just kind of keep the, keep the money flowing in. I listen to a lot of podcasts and somehow, I guess it's the entertainment capital of the world is kind of Los Angeles. And I've heard many of the podcast hosts and the actors and comedians talk about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've heard that a lot of the movies that were once shot in California because of the taxes 
a lot of them are now shot in Georgia. Is that right? And does that have anything to do with your uh, involvement in the entertainment industry? Is that there's a lot of movies being shot out of Georgia now? Oh, yeah. Atlanta's becoming a huge, like, movie film and hub right now. Like, a lot of movies are getting filmed in Atlanta. A lot of actors are actually moving down in Atlanta. Even, like, where I live at in my hometown, they, you know, they filmed The Walking Dead out here. So that, like, blew up out here. And so, like, a lot of stuff is getting filmed out here. It's crazy. Like, every day I'll be ride, driving the train and you'll see, like, a different movie production set up somewhere in Atlanta. You'll always see, like, different actors just out and about because everyone's flocking here to because that's where they're filming all the movies at now. Okay. So you have done some uh, bodyguard work for some some high-profile celebrities. Care to mention a few of the, the names that anyone – or, or is that is that bad etiquette for you to even mention it? What are your thoughts on that? No, no, I mean not really because like all the pictures are on my Instagram and stuff on my social media. So, I mean, people that's followed me, they've seen who all I've worked with, like Lil Baby. I've worked with Moneybag Yo, a couple of Instagram influencers like Ari Fletcher, Jada. Uh, my most like recent client right now, Light Skin Keisha. She's a female rapper. She also acts on the show Power. So like I've worked with a pretty decent amount of people. Like anywhere in Atlanta, like you can get a call to work with anybody. Like it's crazy. You're pretty big. I, I, I'd imagine when you're working security, you got a security shirt on, or even if you don't have a security shirt on, you don't have many people fucking with you. Have you yeah. ha- have you had anything get wild while you're working security? Uh, not recently. Nah, not, maybe like when I first started doing security, you know, we had a couple dust-ups here and there, a couple bar fights, stuff like that, but here recently, nah, it's been pretty, everything's been pretty smooth. For the most part, people know how to act, well, besides when they get really drunk, but like, it's, I mean, it's nothing really too crazy. Are you always carrying a gun? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Care to say what you carry? Uh, I got a Glock 19. Okay. 9mm. That's my main carry. Then I got my M4. That's actually what I carry is the Glock 19 Gen 4. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It fits perfectly in my hands. It's concealable. I love it. Austin, for those of our listeners who are not entirely familiar, could you summarize your military career for us, please? Yes, I did uh, six years in the Army. I was a combat engineer, stationed at Fort Knox, stationed there my entire career. That's how I got so comfortable with the Kentucky area because I was was there for six years. And then finally got – I went in at 2011, got out around 2016, and really just basic Army career, you know. Okay. Deployed overseas for about six months. Where were you overseas? Uh, Afghanistan. Okay. Yeah, that was a good time. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it was actually, most people, like, it wasn't as bad as people make it out to be. Like, it was actually, like, the first couple months are a little rough, just trying to get used to everything. But once you're getting used to it and getting the flow, like, it's, honestly, I would go, if if I was get paid to go back, I would I would probably go back again. Just, it was just, like, easy over there. In your opinion, who's the greatest heavyweight MMA fighter of all time? 
I don't want to say John Jones because he just moved up to heavyweight and he only had one fight. So, in my opinion, honestly, I don't want to say Frank Mir because I'm a huge Frank Mir fan, but no, not him. I'd probably say it's either Stipe or mm. maybe even Kaz when he was in his prime. I'm sorry. Maybe what was the second one? Uh, Cain Velasquez when he was in his prime. Okay, those are two good answers. Difficult to argue. Both of those guys deserve to be in the conversation for sure. You can't say either of them were not. I guess maybe maybe Verdum could be mentioned. Yeah, I like Verdum too because he's a big, huge. I like really a lot of the heavyweights I've been watching recently have been like a lot of the jiu-jitsu heavyweights like Minotauro, Frank Mir, Verdum. Like, a lot of those guys I've been watching because I like to do jiu-jitsu. So, I'm, like, watching how those heavyweight fighters put use their jiu-jitsu in fights. Even I've kind of stolen a couple of things from Surreal Gone, just the way his, his striking stances and how he moves and flows. Like, I've kind of kind of picked and taken a little bit from I've been trying to practice a lot of his movements and stuff when I've been training. Very cool. Who is the most high-profile guy that you've got to train with? Got to train with any big heavyweights uh, worth mentioning? Uh, When I first got started, I was training with Matt Mitrione. Now one of my main training partners that I train with a lot is OSP. I've also trained with uh, Chris Barnett. Mm. My boy Carl Williams, he, he, he's actually fighting and replacing Chris Barnett this weekend. Uh, I've trained with uh, the Lima brothers, Douglas and Diego, as well as uh, Treshawn Gore. He's getting ready to fight Bo Nickel coming up. So, but like my main training partner right now is Chris Barnett. Like I was helping him get ready for his fight before he got hurt. He was helping me prepare for my fight. And he's a really weird, funky kind of guy to train with. He seems like just I, I haven't even heard him speak that much, but just his in cage mannerisms. Oh, yeah, he's a huge ball of energy. He literally. seems like he, he'd be a lot of fun. I Like, what did he do? Like, that little, it wasn't even a flip. It was just like a, I don't know, just theatrics inside the cage. Yeah, he did the spinning wheel kick that knocked out the dude, and then he does, like, the front flip where he lands on his butt after yes, he wins. Yes, He's a huge ball of energy. It's crazy. Is he a pretty good guy? Yeah, he's, he's cool. He's, he's really good. I like him. He's my dog. We're actually thinking about, we actually been putting together ideas of like a podcast maybe me and him could put together. Like a big boy podcast. Maybe a uh, MMA heavyweight focused podcast. Yep. Yeah, we was kind of bouncing some ideas a little bit because he stays in Athens, so it's hard for us to link up every now and then because he stays like two hours away. But yeah, we've been kind of playing with some ideas to like put together a podcast or something. Very cool. Um, it's interesting in the world of boxing. Are you a boxing fan? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. The heavyweight division, the history of the heavyweight division is always so like glamorous. You have, of course, Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali and, you know, all these other fighters, Joe Frazier, modern day Wilder and Fury. So it's a interesting thing. People are drawn to... Uh, the heavyweight division, I would say more than any other division in combat sports. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Everyone loves to see big people just get in there and throw down. And the bigger they are, the more the more people are intrigued by it. Therefore, 
people such as yourself, you have an opportunity to, to right? I mean, how far off do you think you are? If you win this this matchup against Juan Adams, how far oh, off yeah. do you think you are from maybe a shot in the UFC? For sure, I win this fight. If I finish him, definitely. It's either contender series or uh, they might even just sign me straight up. I've been talking with my management about it, and for sure I win this fight. Like, it puts me right there where I need to be for either a contender series fight or just a straight-up contract. Like, I told my I told, I told my management just, just to have the contract ready for me as soon as I finish this fight. Stylistically, um, the, are you able to tell us anything about um, the 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 how this fight is expected to go between yourself and Juan Adams. I mean, what's the differences in styles? What what would you expect? As much as you can tell us, what what could a, a spectator expect from this matchup? From what I've seen from all his film, he seems to be uh pretty much a wrestler. Like he tries to push the pressure, tries to get you up against the cage, grind you out, try to just lay on you and just and just wrestle you the whole fight, which has pretty much been my entire pro career or my entire like i've fought pretty much nothing but wrestlers my whole career so i'm used to guys trying to just drive me up against the cage lay on me try to take me down wear me out stuff like that so pretty much stuff in the takedowns keeping it on my feet looking at i mean heck i might even take him down that that is interesting as when mma is so different than like just jujitsu yeah. Because you throw the strikes in, especially in the heavyweight division. If you were to just come out swinging for the fences, if you connect, even just a, a glancing, just barely little little touch, that could be maybe you don't put them out, but then you shoot a, a some type of a takedown. It's wild how that works out. So you could see a situation, although he's probably the more experienced wrestler, where maybe you, you even take him down. Yeah, for sure. Like that's what uh, even just – just try to shoot a temple and just kind of throw him off his game. Like, Oh, this man's trying to take me down or something like that. Even just stuff like that. Just kind of play little mind games and kind of mess with him a little bit. Even if I don't land it, just even an attempt is enough to just kind of throw him off a little bit. So where he's, it gives him something else he has to think about just besides punches, kicks, stuff like that. Do you train jujitsu much specifically jujitsu? Yeah. All the time, at least two to three times a week. It's strictly, I'll put the gi on. Wow. Train, and then also we got our no gi in the mornings. I'll do that. So, yeah, I'll just specifically train just jiu-jitsu three, four days out the week. Okay. Um, what, is your rank, what is your rank when you're wearing the gi? Uh, I'm still a blue belt right now, two-stripe. Okay. Is uh, being a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu one day an important goal to you? Oh yeah, that's definitely a goal. Cause when I when I first started doing MMA, like my first thing I ever learned was jujitsu. So like that's definitely a goal just to have that, and it's also just like it's just cool to say like I'm a Brazilian jujitsu black belt. Like not a lot of people can say that, and it's that's a cool thing to. That's a goal that I definitely want to strive for. If you're a six foot, how tall are you? How tall are you? Six five. Six five, three hundred plus pound. Man, who's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, that puts you into especially uh, rare you know, territory. Your first jiu-jitsu experience, I assume that was with Josh Johnson in Needtown? Yep. 
what are your memories of that jujitsu uh, uh, program and, and what you learned and, and what did jujitsu do for you? I loved it because I was the biggest guy in the gym, but like everybody in there could was just win and just whooping my tail. Like it was, it was humbling, but it was also fun because like every day I was like pushing myself. Like I wanted to get better. So, and like, I just loved what, like the way he teaches jujitsu is like, it's still, I haven't had a teacher teach the way he teaches. And it's always, and every time I try to get a chance to get back to E-Town, like I always want to go train and just get better. Like, because just the way they teach up there, like I, I, I really enjoyed it up there. The way they teach up there, specifically, you're referring to Josh Johnson, his his yeah. uh, uh, experience and his approach to teaching jujitsu, right? Yeah, and he won't he won't sugarcoat it either. Like he'll tell you if something's terrible, if, if you really need to work on it. Like most, like a lot of coaches, they'll kind of be like, "Ah, that was all right," or "No, nah, he'll he'll keep it straight up." And be like, "No, nah, that was you got to do better." That's an interesting thing. Uh, I've noticed, like boxing coaches. Specifically, striking coaches, I've thought they're just brutally honest because if they're your coach and you're throwing like a two, three, and you're just like not putting your head off center at all, or you know, you're not doing it correctly, if they pretend like, oh, that was all right, then yeah. they're making themselves look stupid because you're going to keep doing, doing that. But you, you experienced that same thing from Josh Johnson. Yeah, which, which is what I like. Like, I like coaches that tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Because if I'm doing something wrong, like I want to know like, Hey, this fuck, this jacked up. You need to fix it. So that way I know that, okay, I need to fix this instead of, Oh yeah, that was good. But just try it. No, no, I want you to know like, Hey, that was terrible. Fix it. Like I like coaches like that. When you are rolling around in the gym for jujitsu, what are your favorite submissions? Care to tell me that? Uh, right now, <laughs> a lot of people, I got my, my favorite go-to right now is a triangle. Because, like, I mean, I won my first heavyweight title with a triangle choke, and you don't really see that many in the heavyweight division. And I got I got long legs, so it's, like, I'm able to hit that a lot. So I've been kind of playing with that. And then right now I've been kind of going on, like, a Kimura, like, thing where I'll just try to grab a Kimura from wherever I can. So I've just been kind of playing around with different stuff, like the head and arm choke. I like that one, too. So I'm just trying to play around with just a lot of different submissions. Like, I don't really go for too many arm bars. Hmm. The leg lock game, I kind of, I've played around in a little bit, but not too much recently. Have you ever had anyone trying to attack your legs inside the cage? Uh, Yeah, I had a grappling match for Hard Rock one oh, time. Oh, okay, okay. Of course, the dude, he, he, he got me with a, I think it was a heel hook, I believe. And it shows that was um, Dustin Herfirth. Yeah. He was, uh, I think he was a brown belt at the time. Cool. He caught me with it. No, no shame in that. Probably a heavy no. heavyweight, of course, right? Yeah, I think he was maybe 220, 225. Okay. He was a little bit on the smaller side. Compared to you. Um, um, okay, so what has your experience been with Fury FC? I know you fought for many different promotions thus far. Tell me about the, the promotion you've most recently fought for, which is also where you will be fighting coming up on April 23rd. Uh, I like Fury. They run a, I like how they run their thing. 
you know, I'll, uh, everything's smooth. Everything goes like you don't really. It's not a lot of waiting around with Fury. Like I know with uh, most promotions, like they'll have all the fighters show up. Even the main event will have to show up like seven, almost six hours before the sh- before you even go out there to fight. And with Fury, it's literally like my last fight. I showed up maybe an hour before I had to fight. Had enough time to get there get warmed up, get my hands wrapped, and I was out there fighting. And then literally after the fight was done, I was out. So I was only there for maybe two, three hours. So they, they run, like, everything smooth. The production was nice. The cage was beautiful. Like, the venue was nice. Where they had us staying at was, was nice. Like, they really took care of us. Okay, good stuff. Well, Austin Green, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you're a member of the Kelly Patrick Show group. Uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, that's a very wholesome group, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just just basically sharing like uh, church-related memes and things like that, I think, right? That's it. That's it. All church-related, you know, holy water and, and Bible studies on Wednesdays. Exactly. But not only that, you are very well known to the Kelly Patrick Show community. And so you've got an entire contingency of not just Kentucky but I'd say Ohio and Indiana and this whole area of the country who loves that you're fi- – I mean, I, I don't want to say that everybody's shocked, but, like, you got to admit, to now be sitting at 5-0 and pro like that, you're on the cusp of some serious opportunities. So, so I, I just want you to know that we're all cheering for you and, and, and certainly following your career. I appreciate it for sure because it's, it's been stressful. Like each fight, I'm just like, man. It's each fight I take, I'm like, it, it gets more and more stressful because I'm like, one hiccup and it could all the momentum just stops. Then you got to start right back over. So it's like, it's it's been stressful. This fight in particular has been super stressful because I'm like, I'm like right there at the door and it's just like, I can't leave no stone unturned because one hiccup and then it's all. Starting back over from scratch again. Have you ever interacted with Juan Adams? Met him or, or messaged with him on social media or anything? Uh, no. We actually are friends on Facebook, which is which is funny because I got we became friends on Facebook like back when he was fighting in the UFC, and like, but we haven't had any actual like interactions or messages back and forth or anything like that. Just kind of like I'll see him watch my stories a little bit, and I watch his just to kind of you know it's just one of those things. Sure. Okay. Well, Austin Green, uh, really appreciate your time. We will all be cheering for you. Uh, actually, before we wrap things up, do you have any sponsors or anyone you should mention? Uh, I'd like to thank my sponsors, my meal prep company. They've been helping Macro Meals. They've been helping me with my diet, you know, trying to get this weight back down again because it kind of got back up a little bit over the holidays. So they've been helping me out with that. Dang, I literally just had all my sponsors in my head and forgot them that fast. That's okay. That's all right. How can if someone's interested, how can they they follow you? How can they see about your sponsors? I assume on your Instagram, if they're yep, they follow Instagram, Twitter at the at all my card underscore ag. Okay, we, so we, we broke up there for just one moment. Could you repeat all of your social media handles are what? Oh yeah, they're all at the bodyguard underscore ag. Okay. All of them are. Facebook is just Austin Green. Okay. So I appreciate your time, Austin. Good luck with your your fight camp, and good luck on the 23rd. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we'll have another episode out soon. 
Thank you.